You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Ballers, welcome back to another edition, another episode of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington, or at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. And that is E-L-L-I-E, for those of you who may be confused. New listeners, welcome in. Old listeners, welcome back. Wipe your feet. Come on inside. Uh, like I said, this is today in sports betting. It is Friday. Going to be going over the Friday card for some baseball. Going to look at the lone Liga MX matchup. And then we got some preseason games for NFL today. First things first, make sure to go to hoop-ball.com and check out the loyalty membership program. If you haven't done so already, there's a few more days left on that little special diddly that we're doing. Make sure to cash in on that because after... The 21st, all prices will be higher. Uh, rolling into week, I'm sorry, week two. Uh, we are rolling into week two of the preseason, but year two of uh, the Hootball premium content. And, you know, we've been able to grow and uh, it's been because of y'all. So make sure to leave those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts if you got it, if you're on an Apple product. And then if you would be so kind, check out tallysite.com and become familiar with that. I'm going to start getting all you listeners and followers subscribed and uh, enrolled in that stuff. need to get you connected with my boy, at Mike Valdatara. Shout out, Mike. Shout out, TallySite. Wonderful affiliates. Don't forget the promo codes that you heard in the pre-recorded segment. For mybookie.ag. It's simple. It's just hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. And uh, that helps us out a ton. If you want, you need to DM me immediately and directly, and I'll get you a MyBookie account set up for you, your aunt, your grandma, whosoever's email and phone number you want to give, and uh, whoever you want to get signed up. We'll drop a few crumbs in there for you, too, to get started. It's just how we go. We're trying to give so we can give more, you know? So the show, like I mentioned, hoop-ball.com is brought to you by them. And uh, look, fantasy basketball, fantasy football, it's all around the corner. Our Discord servers are starting to get hot and heavy with fantasy hoops chatter. Primarily, we got a lot of dynasty stuff going on right now, but the team are dropping, the team's dropping articles left and right. Yesterday, I think there's like six pieces that came out yesterday phenomenal tools phenomenal tools 
follow our guys at Mike Pasador. We call him Panda. Pasador is a great behind-the-scenes, mostly hootball contributor, but the fantasy work that he puts in is ridiculous. Our main man, Brewski, Aaron Brewski himself, the president, founder, the godfather of hootball. Go check him out. He's got a little blue check mark next to his name. So, without further ado, I present to you the MLB card for August 20th, 2021. And what of it? You know, we got a great start with the Cubs playing some afternoon baseball in Wrigleyville. Yes, I am a Cubs fan. I believe that's number 32 on the season. I've said it less and less as they've gotten progressively worse in post-trade deadline. So if you don't know, now you know I am a Cubs fan. And they're playing the Royals today, which is kind of like my uh, my 1A team. Actually, I say that. So like I'm, I'm starting to become an Oakland fan, I've come to find. I've always been fascinated with them, even as a young kid. Uh, obviously the colors, but then, you know, Raleigh Fingers, Catfish Hunter, Dennis Eckersley, you know, all the great arms that they've had back in the 70s and the 80s. They just looked like a really fun TV show cast. So the A's, obviously a very historical club. Um, yeah, I love I love kind of supporting the Cubs, Royals, and the athletics I've come to find. I just really like small market teams and underdogs, and the Cubs always suck, and that's how it was when I was a kid, and I watched a lot of WGN, so that's how it went. Uh, anyways, today, Brad Keller and Zach Davies are going up against each other, and they each come into the game with a five. That's five. Cinco. It's a handful of earned runs. And uh, Brad Keller, more specifically, 5.62. Wins, losses on the years, uh, the year for the pitchers we're talking about here. Seven and 12 for Brad Keller. Zach Davies, six and nine. If you take the dash out, that's a 69. Hey, oh. And uh, today's game starts at 2.20 Eastern on MLB Network. I originally was looking at the total. It came down from nine to eight and a half. And there's a little bit of wind blowing from right to left field at eight miles per hour. So it's 82 degrees, pretty clear. Not as hot as it's been lately. But the Royals, man, they're playing some ball lately. They, uh, they've scored at least five runs in three of their last five, you know, scoring a little bit, you know, less the last two against the Houston Astros. That was a weird series. They almost got the two-game mini sweep. Last night went to extras. Then the Astros hit for three runs in the top of the 10th, and that was it. I think the, Ash, or the Royals went one, two, three in the bottom of the 10th. But look, they, they put six up on Detroit. They put five up on Detroit two games in a row, at least five runs. And against Milwaukee, they won 5-2. So against that Milwaukee pitching staff, they went ahead and dropped a five-bagger. And I think today what they're going to be able to do is have some success against Zach Davies, specifically on like batting average, Babhib. Uh, they don't strike out a ton. And Davies, his off-speed stuff, I don't think is going to very – uh, much so affect or be effective against the Royals lineup because they have a lot of veteran savvy hitters. You know, Carlos Santana, Michael A. Taylor is a veteran now. 
you got guys like Brian Dozier, O'Hearn, who've been in the major leagues for multiple years now. You got Witt, of course, Salvi. You know, you can go on and on and on. Even Michael Franco, not the best offensive hitter, but he does have veteran qualities. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stolen bases, I think the Royals could get like three of them today. And I think the fact that Nicky Lopez is hitting hot right now is good for the Royals. And I think it's going to be a close game. 71% of the money is on the Royals, considering that 56% of the bet percentage, a 15% difference. Uh, You know, I would lean Royals here, but I'm not looking to play a side. I originally was looking at the total, but I'm going to draw back a little bit. I'm going to cut it in half. I'm going to switch over and I'm going to do half unit plays on both team totals of four. It's got nice juice. Usually we see team totals with like minus 120, 30, minus 140 juice. We're getting nice, cool minus 110, even shade on it today. And I'm going to be playing those uh, because it's, or I'm sorry, I, I said minus 110. It is minus 120. I did my math wrong. And the Royals and the Cubs, fact of the matter is, they're getting some favorable matchups here. The bullpen and the arms in general, the Royals got immensely used last night. And look, these teams have been playing better lately, but that's because they've been getting their top end pitching to go. Now we're starting to get the scraps and the bottom feeders uh, of the pitching rotation and the bullpen arms that they're trying to get some innings on to preserve other guys. So. I don't understand kind of why the totals come down. It gives me a little bit of pause. But if the under hits, we could still definitely see a 4-4 game late uh, and then needing that fifth run from one of the other teams. So a push and a win, look, that, that's a narrative I'll take. I find that if I can see probabilities that are beneficial and those outweigh the losers, I tend to side with those. So long story short, after I just went on a rant, Kansas City, Chicago, the Cubbies, I like both team totals over today. I'm just going to leave it at that. I know there's a lot of different value to take. The money line is way too close. Kansas City came down from even money to minus 108 to almost the favorite. And uh, like I said, the total coming down a hook threw me off a little bit, but I like the team totals. And then to get into the 7 o'clock games, let me drop games from the card like I like to do in the beginning so I can just shed dead weight so that way y'all know what to anticipate in the show and not, you know, be hanging on to a game and me just not get to. So uh, Minnesota, New York, I'm not really feeling it. (laughs) Yesterday was kind of dumb. I mean, it definitely should have been an under, uh, but they hit uh, the over. And if you listen to yesterday's episode, you heard me talk about the weirdness of the market on this one. You know, it jumped that run and a half up and I tried to swing it the other way and it didn't work. So it was worth a shot. I mean, it was close. It was really, really close. So George Carlos Stanton solo shot eventually is what sealed the deal on the dead ticket. And then there was another run scored late. So 12 runs total, uh, 10 and a half was the total we grabbed. Anyways, leaving that one off the angels, the Indians, 
uh, Jaime Barea, I believe uh, is his first name, Jaime or Jose. Uh, Sam Hentage is the lefty. I, I'm just not really looking to play this game. I, I just I like to target the Angels with totals and the over because their bullpen is absolutely rank. And, uh, you know, Sam Hintz just, he allows a lot of runs. So like this, this line has jumped from eight and a half up to nine and a half. And it's still getting the little couple pennies a shade of minus one eleven, minus one twelve. So on the over and, uh, fact of the matter, I, I just don't really have a ton of opinion on this one. There's been line movement on the money line. That's been weird. Angels plus 115 is now at minus 101. So let me just leave it off. And yeah, I don't need to play everything. Miami, Cincinnati, we got Sonny Gray on the mound. I think Miami honestly has a really good successful day today. Yesterday I had a personal play on the Diamondbacks that I was too scared to really endorse or talk too much about. Uh, You know, I did lean Diamondbacks on the podcast and I said that they were probably going to have a decent couple matchups hitters wise in the lineup against Zach Wheeler. And uh, Miami, I think they got enough confidence right now. Sonny Gray offers up a couple of peripheral stats I think Miami could take advantage of. Look, this is just a slight lean. If I'm going to pick it, I'll probably just incorporate it into my tally site picks because it's a good contrarian play to have. But coming into Great American Ballpark, you know, this, uh, I think his first name is Eliziel Hernandez. Uh, He... He's got 2.84 ERA, you know, limited sample size, but I don't think he's going to put the Marlins in too bad of a pickle. You know, he's going to help them out. Sonny Gray is going to help the Marlins out more than the Marlins help themselves out. So that's kind of how I see it going. I would like to play a first five play on the Marlins. Uh, Their money line over at Sam Hill, you can get it at plus 180. Them plus uh, the half run for the first five is minus 105. So... I think that's very much so in play. I'm not personally going to be putting it in the wager pass or really playing it. It's something I want to monitor. Simply put, the Marlins are on my do not bet list. So I I just simply personally do not have the stones to roll this out. So, However, if you're out there looking for a Miami play and you want to hear good things about it, I, I love the Marlins today. I think they get a win. So uh, Cincinnati's been losing the teams that they shouldn't a.k.a. Uh, the Cubs. So uh, these are games that I said I'm not going to talk about, and I'm giving you reasons why I'm not talking about them. So I'm pretty much just breaking them down anyways, I come to realize. Pittsburgh-St. Louis, as a Cubs fan, I hate baiting, betting on these uh, interdivisional games. Keller's on the mound. Miklas, I think, is making his first or second start after like a long drought of not playing. Him and Flaherty have come back from the IL. So look for the cards to maybe pick up some momentum here. Wainwright. Uh, also completing that three-headed monster. Uh, Arizona, Colorado, look, this is the trendy play. You know, obviously got to look at the high totals on Colorado and Coors Field. Gombers on the mound, the lefty. Arizona coming off that win against Philly. They now go on the road to Colorado. It's not that lot, uh, that long of travel, but they've got this Gilbert kid, the lefty on the mound. Lefty on lefty hate crime in this matchup. Uh, Gilbert has no stats on the year. He's, I believe he's a rookie. This might be his first start. I didn't scrub too, too much on it, but that's because I didn't really want to mess with it too much. 
games that are on my holds, I want to see how the beginning of the card goes, kind of the momentum and the flow of our previous plays over the last two days in the wager pass. I've had two consecutive winning days, so trying to build some momentum. And I don't want to throw a chase game in there just because, but I will be looking at San Francisco and Oakland as well as the Mets Dodgers for a couple of spots. Dodgers first five sticks out to me that I might incorporate Dodgers team total. Maybe Uh, I I just think Carlos Carrasco has a decent start in him. You know, his first two with the Mets have been monstrously bad 10.32 ERA. So look for him to definitely get that number down closer to seven, perhaps San Francisco and Oakland battle of the Bay. I think this is a very exciting series and it's a interleague AL NL West matchup. And look, this is a a very good matchup. I mean, this is for me, baseball fandom kind of making it to where I just want to watch this game. Uh, The totals come up from eight to nine. The under nine is now getting the shade of minus 115. San Fran has had a nickel added to their price on the money line, so they are minus 125. Opener, they were minus 120 as favorites. I've, look, fact of the matter, truth be told, I've I've really just sucked on Oakland games lately. So I'm peeling back a little on this. I'm waiting for something to settle once lineups maybe come out. Um... But, you know, fact of the matter is this is a 9.40 p.m. Eastern game currently, and it's a fun, fun baseball game to watch. So I really probably am just going to enjoy this. Alex Wood, the lefty on the mound, James Caprillion, who I really, really enjoy watching, his arm angle, three-quarter slot, uh, his slider, and his sinker is pretty nasty. Right-hander, 3.34 ERA. Alex Wood, he's had a couple of rough starts in a row, so that's why I think some positive regression could happen. But again, these are talented lineups. I'm not sure what to expect. I think it's just going to be a really good battle of uh, Goliaths, so to say. I mean, these two teams are atop the NL and the AL uh, ranking. So Uh, Detroit, Toronto, to get into some games that I will talk about. Detroit, Toronto, simply put, I keep this brief. We got a lefty on the mound for Detroit. Did you see how many runs they allowed last night? I think it was like 14. I mean, we were on the over in the game, so I ain't complaining. Only reason I'm complaining is the fact that I didn't lightning bet it. You know, that would have been crazy. But uh, Detroit and Toronto. Look, Toronto's been actually kind of going a little low lately. You know, they've been on the road. I think returning home is going to help their bats out. They're still down George Springer. I think that's absolutely hurt them. But it's time for other guys to step up. And they're at home. They're going up against the lefty. It's going to be hard not to support them in this spot, especially against Detroit, who has been giving up tons of runs, and they used tons of bullpen arms in an effort last night. So I think this over could be done and over with by the time the sixth inning rolls through. If I think Toronto can do, or if Toronto does what I think they can do, let me figure out how to talk, uh, then, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know how you don't back them at home against the lefty. So Robbie Ray's pitching for the Jays, which kind of gives me a little pause because I think he could probably shut down Detroit. But Detroit also hits really well against lefties. And Robbie Ray, you know, he's had some rough starts over his last handful. So, you know, 
maybe we see some shaky lefty lefty stuff tonight. Uh, Miggy Cabrera is still trying to get 500. We cashed an RBI prop on him yesterday at plus 180, but I was hoping for that plus 450 uh, home run call to happen. Mostly I wanted to see him like create history uh, and then have a winning cashing ticket on it selfishly. So Detroit, look for Miggy and Jimer Candelario to really do some damage. Willie Castro is uh, under the radar really good at hitting left-handed pitchers. So had him in some DFS looks yesterday. Chicago White Sox, Tampa Bay, the Rays. All right, so we got Lucas Giolito going against Michael Waka Waka. Michael Waka Flame, Waka Flocka Flame. You know all the stupid jokes I always make about his name. Uh, 5.91 ERA, that's really bad. It's really bad. Um, I was looking to play the total and the over yesterday, but McClanahan was swapped out against the uh, Orioles for Waka, so they moved Waka against the White Sox, which I would honestly rather have, well, no, because McClanahan's a lefty and the White Sox against the lefty. Um, honestly, with that being said, McClanahan as a lefty might have a better shot than Michael Waka today uh, against this lineup. So right now, it's at eight and a half, the total, and it's getting the shading of minus 115, but I was looking at nine, and I have actually submitted a play in the wager pass on this one. So I, I don't want to divulge too much. I bet you could probably take a guess of what I'm referencing to, but that's for you to figure it out. I'm not going to come out and just directly tell you. I, I give a lot of spoilers out on the show. I do. But uh, Lucas Giolito, he's had a couple of more Giolito-like starts lately, but he's still got these underlying issues in these numbers that I just don't trust. Michael Waka, you know, if he um, gives up three runs in the first inning, I would not be shocked. If he doesn't make it to the fourth inning today, I would not be shocked. I, I honestly expect that to happen. So he, I, I just don't understand why they're rolling him out there. But yet Tampa Bay... And look, he's got decent numbers. Like, they're decent against the current White Sox hitters. Nothing crazy really sticks out. But his his strikeout props are set at four and a half right now, and minus 128 is the shade on the over. So I guess folks are thinking he does better than that. Lucas Giolito under seven and a half makes sense to me. It's getting minus 120 shade. I just think Giolito, if he's going to get folks out, he's going to get some pop-ups because of the aggressive swinging of Tampa Bay, I think they're going to get ground balls driven into the ground, kind of like uh, from Brandon Lowe or from Jimin Choi. If I recall, Choi hit, uh, or Ch hits a lot of uh, ground balls. He, he's got a lot of weak percentage, uh, comparatively so to his teammates. Um, Tampa Bay improved vastly at the deadline against left-handed hitting. Giolito's a righty. Uh, I'm not saying Giolito has a great game. He's been giving up a lot of runs too. But Waka, you know, he can give up five runs in the first five innings himself. Um, if you want to look at the first five total over, I would not be mad at you. But I don't understand how 75% of the money is on Tampa Bay, which is a 29% difference from what's coming in on the bet percentage. And their line's moving. 
you know, in a weird way too. I mean, maybe it's the fact that these are two very strong, close teams and they're simply put just the even plus money as the underdog. So that's alluring people like a mosquito light, but I don't see the appeal in it. And I don't think that I'm going to play any sides. Uh, I think that Chicago could get us 80% of the way there themselves. Um, Tampa Bay's look decent as a pitching staff lately because they're coming off that series against Baltimore. I think we could see some offense tonight. These are two of the top offenses in the majors. So Texas and Boston. I have yet to write my play up on this, so I'm going to actually leave this one off, but I will have a play on it. And if you are interested, well, it's going to be in the wager pass later on in the day, which is already up and going and steaming and humming. It's on hoop-ball.com. Seattle and Houston. These are the 8 o'clock games. Let me, uh, oh, here, hold on. Atlanta, Baltimore. Max Fried, the lefty, going against Keegan Aiken, the lefty, with an 8.13 ERA. Just go ahead and give me uh, Atlanta. No, you know what? I can't really jump into this because my Atlanta picks have not been that great lately. What I want to look at, what I'll check out here real quickly. Team totals. Baltimore's three and a half. Atlanta's six or six and a half. Now, you know, I missed on Baltimore's team total last night. Hit the night before. Law of average and probability. We could probably see it cash in tonight because they are good against lefties. Max Fried's not been that great. Um, so I was looking at that. I think I'm just eventually just going to leave this off. I, I don't think there's really something there for me. First five totals set at five and a half. That's way too high. A lot of money, a lot of sharp action coming in on Baltimore's money line. I mean, I think they're the biggest underdog tonight. Last time I checked it, it was plus 250. It's down to plus 200 now. So, I mean, I don't know. But ultimately, let me leave this one off. I wanted to target Keegan Aiken in some way, but you know, it's going to be too inflated, too juicy. It's already, you know, it's at over 10 right now, which it's up from nine and a half minus 115 shade on the total going over. Obviously I think 11 or 12 runs could be scored, but you know, Atlanta's probably going to score 10 runs themselves, to be honest. And of course, since I'm going to leave it off, I'm not going to play it. That's going to be what happens. So, Let's just kind of roll with that. Seattle and Houston. You said Kikuchi has been really good in first fives for Seattle, and Seattle's like just right behind Houston, essentially within the division. Um, Seattle's been winning some games lately. They're coming off a series against Texas, which they should have won. Totals at eight and a half. It's up from seven and a half. Plus one sixty-five money line for Seattle as the underdog, the road team. Houston's coming home. Look, I'm just going to back Houston in the first five. I don't want to harp too much on it. I'm going to eventually write this up, and we're putting it somewhere. So I really like what Houston's got to offer against the lefty. They got some guys that are patient against Kikuchi. If they can limit their strikeouts and they just perform a little bit better than what they did against the Royals, I think they'll be all right. Now, I think we saw glimpses of what's going to happen for this Houston offense. They get hot so quick, and in that small little 10th inning, they just put ten or they put three runs up. So take, 
take the first run of the guy on second automatically out and they still put two runs up, a crooked number up in the extra innings that they got. So I think that this offense is about to uncork a little bit. So point the cork away from your face and watch out. So uh, Lance McKillers is going for the Astros also. He's got pretty decent numbers against uh, Mariners. So I'm not looking to back Seattle in any way is what I'm saying. And I've been missing on a lot of Houston totals lately. So I'm going to just kind of support the team that I picked to win the World Series and try to get them in a good spot here. So Washington and Milwaukee. This game, I've noticed a lot of totals have been jumping in the MLB lately. Like every game that I'm looking at for tonight specifically, but even over the last couple days and what I've noticed, the Cubs and the Royals are the only game I've looked at and talked about, I think, where the total jumped down. Colorado and Arizona stayed put. Everything's moved by at least, a well, New York and Minnesota's come down to 10 now. It was at 10 and a half at the start of the show. All right, real briefly, got two more baseball games to talk about. I want to talk about this Liga MX matchup, and then I need to sprinkle some of the NFL preseason. So let's get breezy. Let's get brisk. Washington, they're terrible. Patrick Corbin, a lefty, he's terrible. Brett Anderson, he's a lefty. He's terrible. Juan Soto's probably going to have a home run. Over eight is what I locked in last night. Right now it's over nine, and the over is still getting the shade of minus 115. Milwaukee, minus 205 on the money line. Obviously not looking to play anything in that regard. I'm just simply looking at a total here. I feel as though the market on the team total is going to be absolutely saturated and not worth a squeeze. Let's look. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, bet MGM's got four and a half at minus 140. Minus 140 is like my cutoff. Um, points bets got over five at minus 124, uh, minus 125. Okay, so not too terrible. I think that's some really good value. Um, like I mentioned, I've switched my team totals to half unit plays, and man, I'm it, I'm so glad I did. It's just come out really well. Not that I miss them a lot, but it's like when I do miss them, it's close and it sucks and it stings to lose that full unit. Sometimes the unit and the juice. So when I cut it down to a half unit, it allows me to balance out some of the other vig and the juice that I may lose in my card. I've referenced this belief and thought process on the new change in the past episodes. So sorry if I'm being redundant. And then look, Washington, they still got decent bat. They got one big bat enough, in my opinion, in one Soto that, you know, going against who they are and Anderson, who's been giving up a crap ton of contact and walks. The thing is, like, they, they, the Nationals are going to get guys on base because of walks or sloppy situations by the starter. And so I might just look at a three-peat, three-way trifecta on this game with the team totals and the total going over. Yeah, so half units on the team total overs. was able to get Milwaukee over five, minus 125. And uh, yeah, I got the good number of over eight last night before it shot up. And look, over eight was still at minus 120 juice last night. So 
Anyways, last game, Philly, San Diego. Let's keep it short and sweet. Matt Moore is on the mound. He's a lefty going against Blake Snell, who is also a lefty. We had a lot of lefty on lefty hate crime tonight. Dang, we do. We're like four or five games, six games where it's a lefty on lefty. Um, the Papas taking on the Phils. And uh, over eight and a half was something I looked at last night. This is a 10-10 Eastern start on MLB Network. 6.07 ERA for Matt Moore, 4.80 for Blake Snell. He's actually got it, you know, under five here recently. And uh, he's one bad start away. So uh, a lot of folks are calling for sluggish offenses tonight. I don't see it, I think. With the bats in the hot streak that the Phils just went on, you know, Bryce Harper specifically, Andrew McCutcheon's a good veteran hitter against lefties. He's had looks with Blake Snell from his time with, uh, you know, in the league. And then look at the, uh, I mean, we got sharp action on the over. There's a lot of money on the under, though. 89% of the money's coming in on the under. I don't see a ton of production from these teams. But what the market's doing is certainly giving me a little bit of pause. I just don't, uh, don't see it. I don't see it. Um, I missed on Matt Moore's strikeout total last time out. That's because he had like a no-hitter going into the seventh or the whatever, sixth. So actually, this might be a really good spot to go ahead and fade Matt Moore on his strikeout total again. I'm going to get under four and a half at minus 130. And let's see. It's definitely worth a full unit play, in my opinion. So I'll keep that. I've been switching some of my prop bets to uh, half units as well. But let me get my flat bet discipline on. I I think it's a good unit play right there. Good to fade a guy coming off a crazy performance that is uncharacteristic, where he goes deeper, throws more pitches. You know, we just faded Zach Wheeler coming off his nine-inning performance, and it worked out. So it's a good, good narrative to follow. All right, let's transition here. That's the baseball. If you want to hear more, see more, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, come join in to the Discord servers. Keep your eyes peeled on Twitter. We got a free play article that Joe, uh, Mr. Jonathan Martinez is going to be um, going for his fourth correct pick of the uh, week. He, he, you know, our team picks until they lose. And uh, that's how it goes. And it's rotisserie style. So we'll have another guy up next uh, having that full free article uh, to themselves for our daily free pick. Now, I talked a little bit about this matchup yesterday on the episode to kind of preview it. And uh, I really, really like what we have in this matchup today. The sample size and the what I've seen has been very consistent. And also what I've noticed about these teams in my observations. And I'm going to be looking at lots of goals to be scored between Mazatlan and Tigris 
U-A-N-L. And so Tigris coming off a decent performance. They also are going to be on the road tonight, though. And I noticed that home teams in La Liga, or I'm sorry, Liga, have uh, done a little bit better. But I talked about how many goals does Mazatlan uh, offense, or I'm sorry, defense has given up. They just had a 2-2 draw against Taluka. I like that uh, on top of that, on August 14th, they lost 3-0 to Leon, so they gave up three goals. So seven, or let's see, uh, five goals over the last two. Hopefully Tigris increases their offensive output. You know, they had a 1-1 draw against Puebla, who uh, Puebla is like one of the worst teams in the league on August 13th. And then before that, a 1-1 draw against Santos, who just gave one of the top clubs in the league a run for their money, and they got red carded in that one. So I understand that a little bit more, and that was on August 7th. And then they just beat Kerotaro 3-0 on the 17th. So I think maybe their offense is clicking a little bit, but that was in their home stadium. So overall, I still think there's going to be a lot of goals scored. If it is Mazatlan doing it, if it is Tigris doing it, you know, I'm looking at potentially the over here. Let me pull up some extended lines. I'm going to pull up some things that we can look at. Uh, you know, a draw could honestly be a good way to look at depending on value. What I've been doing and what I like doing is sprinkling that little half unit onto the draw, like with whatever play you make, you know? So let me look up some more lines for you guys. And sorry, this is what happens when we transition and segue uh, during the show. I need to be a little more prepared. I should have had it up on my computer, but you know, it is what it is. So I just think that the home team is going to have a lot of success. So if I get a good line, maybe on their spread, let's see. Okay. Yeah. So for and I'm just going to narrate the numbers here, right? So minus 163, that's pretty heavy juice on plus half a goal for Mazatlan. Now, they're plus 230 to win at home outright. The draw is plus 205. Tigris plus 132 on the money line. Over two and a half is plus 131. They're calling for under two and a half. At minus 169 shading. Now, that, that's pretty big shading. So my original notion of the overs kind of taking a back seat. And I kind of want to support Mazatlan uh, here at home. So I think what I'm going to do, um, probably something dumb here, but let's put a uh, couple of half units down, right? So we'll do half units on, these, on this money line from Mazatlan. And just because they're the home team, I I thought going into this that I would be supporting Tigris. But uh, Tigris's inability to score road goals, from what I noticed, is a little too big for me. So half units, we're going to support the underdog at home tonight. Uh, uh, I've said it differently every time. Mazatlan, FC, Tigris. And uh, absolutely, yep. 
I want to just uh, highlight that I am excited about this league. So League MX it is. Now let's get into the NFL and we'll wrap it on out. We'll send it out and pack it out. Look, simply put, you heard me talk about it yesterday. I went on a rant about the totals and how shooting on the over, going over, is probably what everyone should be doing. The The market's being bet so down on these numbers already. There's games that have dropped like six points, five points, four points. Uh, most of them have dropped by like at least a point and a half from what I've come to see. I probably won't be playing too many sides. I'm going to trust my team, my hoop ball team. You know, we got lots of sharp guys out there. And I'm looking, and both these games start at eight. You know, the Chiefs and the Cardinals over on ESPN. The Bengals and the football team play on NFL Network. And uh, simply put, give me the over on both. Look, Chiefs minus three has gone up from minus one and a half. Cincinnati plus three has risen up to plus five and a half. I was thinking about looking at the favorites a lot more in week two, but simply put, we're just going to see more offense. More offense is going to be shown and that's going to equate to, well, more offense. So let's uh, do what the opposite of what we did last week and take all the overs this week. And uh, let's see how it goes. Last week, the unders, we went 13 and three for plus 10 units just to play all the same bet because it was the smart thing to do. I, you know, it, some people thought I was done when I was talking about it, but it worked out. So uh, we'll see how this one goes. Um, that's where I'll be doing tonight. So with that being said, I talked about a lot of different sports, a lot of different games, and I feel as though that's a good amount of content. I'm a little winded to be honest. So I am going to send you all my good vibes and all my good energies as always. Make sure to have a safe, kind day. Be positive. Do something nice for someone out there if you can. And if you need something positive to happen to you, I hope it happens. We'll make it happen. So, that being said, today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.